Regina Nissan, presenting sponsor of Off the Hustle Podcast. This month, you can get into the all-new Nissan during the Find Your Thrill event. Finance the all-new 2022 Nissan Sentra at 3.9% for 60 months. Or check out and pre-order the redesigned 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Make sure to head on down to Regina Nissan at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan, or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. Your starting lineup, Turner Ripplinger, Troy Koser, Tori Coglin, and your host, Drew Koser. Presented by Nissan Regina, here is the Off the Huzzle Podcast. Hey everybody, we're back from an episode off the hosel, episode 111. My name is Drew Koser. I'm your host. I'm joined by Snack Guy Rip and Tori Coglin today. Um, great podcast, great guest on today, as always. But first, we got to mention that this is a Nissan-driven podcast, number one place to get your next vehicle, oil changer, any vehicle related needs, related needs, located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. It's time today, make the switch to drive Nissan. Boys, what is up? Open pit right away. We're gonna go to we'll go to Tori first. What's up, Tori? How are you? I uh, just uh, got back home to Alabama, trying to, I guess, get you know, get life going again. Yeah. But speaking of open pit, though, the Leaf game on Saturday night. Are you kidding me? Seventeen pucks. Open net. <laughs> Hope you didn't take the changes. under, boys. Yeah, I, I saw Matt Murley commented on uh, one of the checklist posts, like how many or like this message if you if you took the under and be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a wild that, game. That was, that was, was it three goalie changes, three hat tricks. Four, four. There was all four goalies played in the game. Yep. Yeah, and then three. Yeah, three hat was, tricks. I get what you're saying by three goalie changes. Yeah, the goalie got re put in, started, got yanked, put back in. Nothing better when that happens, though. I, I've coached hockey games that we've, like, seen other goalies get pulled twice. It's like, holy shit, we are beat down on you. Um, okay, Turner, we're going to go to you. Uh, first off, how are you? Obviously, you guys had a tough tough end of the season. You guys had a, an overtime game Saturday night and a game on Friday night. You guys played pretty solid in as well. Looked at a good series. Uh, I was rooting for you guys. I know everyone in the podcast was cheering for you all. Uh, walked us through the weekend and, you know, how the Cougs uh, – you know, one of the best years in history. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable season. I love I love my team. I love my teammates. It was a tough way to finish. Um, Friday we started off slower, down four nothing. We ended up losing four to three. Had a late push. Had a couple chances to tie it, and then uh, Saturday we lose three two in overtime. Just it kind of just wasn't meant to be. Um, up to one late. We have a face off in our own zone, six on five. Our winger goes in to get, grab the puck. Our own centerman falls on a stick, broken stick, and it's six on four. They end up scoring and then yeah. getting a lucky bounce in overtime right to slot off the stanchion. And then you know, it was just, just one of those times. I mean, um, you got to feel for our fifth years, Dupes and Holtz. I mean, I love those two. I was line mates with Holtz for three years. years. And then uh, I was roommates with Holtz on the road. So, I mean, you got to feel for the guys, for those guys, and even the guys moving on. So, 
Um, you know, I love I love that team and all the everyone that's part of it. Rip, Rip, is it pub, public knowledge uh, where you're going next? No. So big news today, the day that we're recording, I signed with the Guildford Flames over in the Ling English Elite League. So thanks, <laughs> thanks, Coach. I uh, I'll be heading over to England here within the next ten days or so. Oh, I've had chills. Yeah. I know it's pretty it's pretty freaking cool experience, dude. I mean, as a kid, you're growing up, you always want to play in the NHL, you want to play pro hockey. And I mean that that dream came true today. So I mean, I had a pretty special moment with my mom today. I mean, I lost my papa back in October and I signed my contract at his house with his urn about five feet away from me. So pretty special moment for me and my mom there. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. Dude, that's unbelievable news. Congrats, I'm happy buddy. for you. Congrats, yeah. yeah. Thanks, fellas. I'm going to miss you, though. You get to pay to play, or you get paid to play. <laughs> and No, no, I pay to play. Yeah. Yeah. I play yeah. men's league still, yeah. buzzing it. He gets paid to play. So, yeah. super cool. And, and you're joining some guys, too, like Fry and, you know, Fergie. Yeah. Get, get Fergie with it. So, tell the boys we say hi, and we're supporting, uh, you know, wherever you go, because you're still part of the pod. Yeah. Just over, you'll be like our Matt Murley now. So, um, fuck, that's cool, man. And I'm just standing here now and stare at the wall when you're gone for podcasts. So um, we're a full Zoom podcast now. Thank God the Zoom was created because, yeah, anyhow, that's it, though. I, Turner's going to play some pro hockey, ladies and gentlemen. So if you, if you know Turner, if you, if you don't know him, DM us and say congrats. I'm sure Jay Ham will be all about it. He yeah. just drove down from Ontario to the game. <laughs> you see that message? He DM'd the hospital. He's like, I'll be right there. He was, he was buzzing down from Ontario yeah, to Rock Creek. See. So, yeah, super cool news, man. Good for you. Thank you. Uh, okay, let's go to golf. Um, do we want to get into the Phil Mickelson stuff at all? I do. Uh, sure. Fire it up. Yeah. Like, am I wrong to say that he's not completely wrong at what he's saying? I don't think he's completely – the only thing that I hated that he said was I told the reporter in confidence. It's like, well, don't yeah. fucking tell a reporter anything in confidence because yeah, they're going to – that's what their that. job is. Yeah, like Cadmus <laughs> is playing in the atmosphere. Like, it's just we we broke the news. Like, he's yeah. – you know, I, I think – Twitter's Twitter, blown up. It went viral. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just – like, when, when you're a – you know, when you're Phil or whatever, you know that, he, okay, he wants to, you know – playing a certain event or whatever then why shouldn't he be allowed to do it why, why can't he you know people are kind of shitting on him and this and that but i mean why, why can't he play you know maybe he's tired of playing in the monday pro-ams he's done 50 of them he's won every event on the pga tour i think um but i i am i am also wondering do you think he shows up for the for the masters because it's not a pga sanctioned event it is not um, I, I don't know. Like, where do you guys stand? I mean, I don't know if you've even seen what he said. I, I mean, it's it's kind it's kind of like I understand what he's saying, but he almost went. To, he 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 kicked down a door that maybe didn't need to be kicked down that much. Does that makes sense. Yeah. I, well, right? that's like telling your employer he doesn't pay you enough, but in uh, in a public fashion. You yeah. Know? But, yeah. No, that's true. But and and all these guys have come out and said they're not playing and this and that and, and and that's fine. I totally respect that. You know, they love the tour and that's given them a, a fantastic um, way of life. 
Sorry, kid just got home. Um, I'll get what's up, dude. But, but like, I don't blame anyone for going over there and getting like, say, a million dollar appearance fee and playing for a purse of God knows what. You yeah. know, how can you blame a guy? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think people really got fired up about it, or about it, and it's kind of his choice. You know, I don't know. Kind of where I'm at with it. Sorry, boys. Kids butt coming. All good. Hey, no deuce was high. Uh, Turner, while Tori's doing this, he'll jump back on right away. Uh, last week's podcast with Chief Cadmus Storm. Uh, thoughts on that interview? Uh, I had a fantastic time. I mean, when I went to the rink later that day, um, told guys who I was interviewing, and I knew a lot of the coaching staff knew who he was. I never knew he, that he owned his own golf store. Oh yeah, yeah. What, what was the shit? What was the store called? Spuds. Oh. Jeff Lawson told me that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Oh, wow. Lawson. That Cadmus used to own his own golf store. I didn't know he owned it. I know he worked at Golf USA forever. Maybe, maybe that was it. Regardless, yeah, yeah I didn't know Any, that though. Anyways, oh. fellas, I apologize. I've got to check out here. We got to go pick up the goose from school. So, all right, buddy. Love you guys. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Boom. See you, buddy. Right. See you, Tori. See you boys. Okay. Well, he's out. Um, what else we got here? We did the, We. I just cap. Yeah. Fuck. I thought it was a cool interview though. Like he had that little stint there from like 2010 to 2013. He just golfed every day. Yeah. And won. And then I, I like the stories though. And like he was pretty open about all the stories that are questions we asked and people seemed to love it. We got a lot of good numbers from it, which is good. So yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. Like I, I haven't heard a single bad thing about it. Like every guy that I've mentioned that knows him, he's like, Oh, what a fantastic guy. He's such a great guy. Great stories, obviously. So Yeah. Could get uh old Cadmus on. What um sorry, just send the the video over. I wanted to bring up uh hockey. What wasn't it bring about hockey? I saw something the weekend. Oh, oh my David got his face smushed in. Yeah, got speared in the face, nothing again. Was there a, no penalty? No. Okay, so what was the four minute penalty they had then? Because I was watching the game, I was like, he left the game early. Majority of the first period he was gone, right? I maybe I didn't watch the game. Watch game. I saw the highlight of him getting fucking whacked right in the nose. And no penalty, right? Yeah. Fuck. See, and that's what's wrong. Like they gotta protect the best players in the in the in the league. Yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, Matthews, it's his own fault for smash his face in the post. But I mean, like guys like Crosby for years, like just got abused. I thought on the on on the ice. Yeah. And even thought he was a crybaby. It's like, okay, maybe his first year he's a little whiny, but the rest of it, I thought he worked as hard as the next guy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think he shut up. I mean, the only guy that really never needs to protect himself is Ovi. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a horse. Yeah, and that's he kills, true. kills guys himself. But, yeah, I feel like McDavid could draw 10 penalties a game. Yeah. Just guys, yeah. like, just hanging on to him and stuff like that. Four-year-old guys, I think, that, that say that's how hockey used to be played. I don't care. Game's changed. Game's changed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I think you got to take care of the, the best players in the game and why people watch. Yeah. People watch for McDavid and Crosby and – yeah. The Matthews and whatever, like you're not really watching for the fourth line blogs a lot of times. Yeah, no kidding. But yeah, do you see the golf? Do you have the golf scores there? I just pulled it up. Okay, what was the um, what the hell was it this weekend? Honda Classic. Honda Classic. Hi Honda. Hi Honda. Yeah. <laughs> 
rip off some scores, right? Uh, Straka ended up winning at minus 10. Martin Straka? Martin? Uh, the hockey player? No, what's his name? Strap? Strap? I think Strap. Straka ended up winning. Um, Berger had like a four-stroke lead or something like that going into the last Oh, yeah, day. I saw that. He just blew up. Poor guy. Sound. Yeah. We were we were kind of watching the last few holes um, yesterday, I guess, with me and a couple of teammates. And Carson Escrow is there too, Mike's little brother. He said that, uh, well, um, Berger had like a four-stroke lead or whatever. And the next closest for the odds, like for betting, was Lowry. And Lowry is four strokes behind him. But it was like if you put $5 down for him to come back and win, you'd have won uh, like I think it was plus a thousand. So I don't know. How wow. Much. Yeah. So he would end up when, so he thought about putting money on him, never did. So down, down the stretch, he was just praying that Lowry was not going to win. Cause he was tied going into the yeah. last hole. He's like, fuck. Cause he would have kicked himself in the nuts. <laughs> so it's pretty funny how stressed out he was for having no money on the, the last round, but for how stressed he was, cause he could have had that bet. And if it would have hit, he would have made quite a bit of money. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Okay. No what um let's ask you something else oh next week next week already what's up written fitted on the 10th 10th yeah we're getting fitted hopefully i'm still hopefully here. they're still here if not we're buzzy down to Toontown. yep Toontown. Toontown. mikey get your, get your sticks figured out the mikey and the boys i know Fuck, dude i'm so excited if you need a fitting and you need new golf clubs we just talked about this with our guests today call taylor call mike it's the best Best club ever. There's not, nothing else that competes with it. Clubs. Club, clubs, Ball. clubs with a Z, ball and balls. These things are unbelievable. The, the apparel is cool. The clubs are cool. Use TaylorMade. The and best players in the world use it. Yep. So why, why shouldn't you? Kind of the hashtag we, we, we made a year ago. Why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't Drew? Use TaylorMade. It's the best. We use it. We do okay. We're good at the club. We're good yeah, at the club. We're good at the Royal. We're good home home track guys. Home track. Uh, oh, but, I'm a wagon on the Northern swing too. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I've, 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 I've heard good things. Up north. But yeah, use TaylorMade today. Check it out. It's the best. Uh, I want to give a few more outs right now because Last Mountain Distillery, they've been with us since day one. Yeah. How are you? We got an ad coming. Oh, yeah. We got a sweet ad coming. So <laughs> check. Wait for that thing to drop. Be on your phones. If you need Last Mountain, they're located in Lumsden. It's distilled there. Use their product. It's best. They have rye. They have rum. They have cherry whiskey. They have watermelon. This. They have anything you can think of. They have it. So just go use it. Call my boy Railway or Smitty, the owner. Go check him out. Cutter and Buck. You mentioned on the podcast today. It's basically, it's probably the same thing as Lululemon, but I'm way better. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I'm wearing one right now. Uh, what are they called? Yes. Commission code or something. So cool. Cutter and Buck. Check them out. Cutterbuck Canada, that is. What else we got? Molson's. 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 Dave Stewart and the boys. Stewie. Stew ball. Drink Molson. You got it. That's it. Drink Molson. Yeah. Check them out. It's that easy. That easy. David's our good friends over there. Go play some indoor golf. They're booked. I was there this morning grabbing some stuff. It is buzzing. Book tight. Old golf season. High and tight. Just around the corner. Here. High and tight. Let's go. Yeah, I played six holes this winter. Six holes. Yeah. In three hours. <laughs> <laughs> three hours. It's been a while. So, um, 
Yeah, those are kind of our I'm trying to think of anyone else. Oh, and Nissan Regina, the presenting sponsor of the podcast. Wagon. Drive Nissan. Let's do it. Um, if I forget anyone, I'm trying to think. No, I think we're good. I think we're good. Okay, let's go to our guest today. Um, Turner, thoughts on this before we go to our guest? I, he's funny as shit. Oh my! Put it that goodness. way. Like before we even started recording, he was just yeah hilarious. Um, he has his new podcast now called Boomsies. You hit a, you hit a bad shot, Boomsies. You hit a big dunk, Boomsies. 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 Uh, he's worked on TSN for years and a sports anchor. Worked for the Fort McMurray. Is it McMurray? Yep. Oil Barons. The Ottawa 67s in the OHL. Yep. Worked at Fox. And he's funny as shit. Dan O'Toole. Just finished up with him. Thoughts uh, on the podcast, Dude, Turner? Dude, this guy's got the best voice. It's so oh, yeah. funny when he gets when he gets talking and saying his one-liners. It's hilarious. Yeah, he's uh yeah, I've always loved his voice. I, I, I thought it was just perfect for him. Yeah. It was just, that's Dan. Yeah. You knew who it was. Tori called him Jay at one point. Uh, that was yeah. awkward for everyone. Idiot. But uh, check the game notes, pal. <laughs> Dash one. Um, but yeah, Dan O'Toole, un- I thought he was so funny. He's hilarious. He did what he does. I'm happy he's back doing some sort of media. He's obviously in a podcast now. He's doing great things. Check it out. But first, listen to our podcast with Dan O'Toole. Episode 111, 1111, 111, Dan O'Toole. Sticks. Sticks. Here is Dan O'Toole. We hope you enjoy it. Off the Huzzle is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter and Buck on all their social media platforms. All righty, we're pleased today to have on from Peterborough, Ontario, longtime sports anchor. You'd be familiar with him. Seen him on your TV most mornings growing up. Now has his own podcast called Boomsies. He's a really good dude. After all that, we're happy to have on today, Dan O'Toole. Shit, yeah, boys. <laughs> there we go. There Starting we go. hot. Right you shouldn't it. have told me that they're swearing on this. Now that's all I'm going to do. <laughs> well, we are explicit and we, uh, we encourage it, Dan, but, um, for, I don't know. I thought I nailed that though. Boomsies. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was like pretty good. Bo- can, can you give us a quick boomsies? Like a quick boomsies. Look at this. Uh, <laughs> the guy dropped this stuff at my front door. He just got a new, uh, lathe or, uh, one of those machines that does woodwork. So I've got a woodworked, uh, hand cut sign right behind me. Pretty I awesome. can confirm it is not a lathe. Okay, so what? It's a digital something. I know nothing about anything. No, <laughs> a lathe <laughs> makes things round. Yeah, a no. lathe makes baseball bats. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a digital woodcutter. There you go. Okay. <laughs> what do you call it? We're starting hot boys. Yeah, nice one, you yeah. dick. 
All right. <laughs> so, Dan, first off, uh, how are things with you? What's new? What's happening? And obviously, what's going on with you? Well, uh, I started a podcast, so I'm doing that. I actually just talked to Olympic gold medal winner Natalie Spooner. Nice. Um, I just finished talking to her. And you know what I did? I don't know if you guys get the same after you interview someone. You're like, oh, man, I forgot to ask that. I forgot to ask her what it was like wearing a mask for an entire game against the Russians. Yeah. We do so that I, I really effed that up, guys. I really effed it up. Well, Harry, you can ask uh, my players the same question. We have to do it at the start of the year. When they, for the okay. first four games, they have to wear masks. It was the worst thing ever. Refs were calling mask penalty because it was a blow their nose. <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable. But I thought guys were going to have cardiac arrest on the ice, that I was worried for them. But they're playing in a hot rink. They're wearing a mask. And these aren't even fresh, professional athletes. But can you imagine being a professional athlete wearing a mask in the Olympics? I can't believe that there was a penalty. So they had to put that in the rule book. So it was a two minute or it was like a five minute major. <laughs> the ref goes two minutes for mask violation. <laughs> and there was four aside. So it was like three on three hockey in preseason. It was unbelievable. But if it's below your mouth, it's a double minor. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> if it's below your chin, it's a chin diaper, and it's, that's a five in yeah. a game. Yeah. But if you oh. fight, if you fight and keep your mask in place, no, no major at all, no penalties, <laughs> like no penalties given. No, you're encouraged. You actually did a five on three now the other way, so it's perfect. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No, but we definitely do the same thing though. We we finish a podcast and we're like, wow, we forgot to ask A, B, and C, and D. So we feel you. Yeah. It's also. Um, if you're at an event and you meet someone uh, and you forget, oh, man, I meant to say that to them. Or if you had a really good dig that you forgot to use that in a trash talk. Yeah, we all go through those moments. But, hey, I I'm over it now because I got to voice it out loud with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dan, I want to you can confirm this or deny this. I think growing okay. up in Peterborough. Um, what sorts of hobbies were you up to? What were you doing? Hockey, football, golf, chess? I don't know what you were up to. Uh, uh, as chess, a now, I always wanted to learn chess. I haven't done that. I played, uh, actually, played junior golf. So I had a membership in grade nine. No, grade seven. And I never got another membership for golf until this past summer. Uh, played pond hockey uh, on an outdoor rink, not an ODR. It's an outdoor rink um play box ball i don't know if you guys have ever played that so it's uh you get a tennis ball you get a bat you draw a box on the side of a wall and the pitcher has to try get the the ball into the box the batter tries to hit it so that's your strike zone you've got an automatic strike zone you don't yep. need umpires and stuff so and then you have designated spots if you hit it over this line it's a single hit it over there it's a double so on and so forth so played a lot a lot of that but and also a lot of road hockey Nice. Problem with road hockey when uh, you're in between seasons and there's no snow on the ground, there's no ice, and you're playing on pavement and you're in net. Oh, you're gonna get the odd pebble. Oh yeah. If you're in yeah. goal. Yeah. And right frozen tennis time. balls. We were playing road hockey when I was in college in Ottawa. I was in net and we had a frozen tennis ball right in the eyeball. I had to go to the emergency room. I couldn't see out of my eye. Oh. That's dangerous of living in Canada, boys. Oh yeah. I would say even playing <laughs> road hockey in the springs the worst. You get a wet tennis ball and that thing. Oh yeah. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. That slaps. Back yeah. in the leg. <laughs> oh, yeah. You always had to find the buddy who lived on like a quiet crescent, so you didn't have the cars to worry about. See, we didn't have to worry about cars. We had long driveways out in the country. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. And then I, uh, I had the balls and I played, uh, ball hockey one year and played net in that the biggest shot. If you guys have ever played it is from a slap shot from center ice. Cause you don't know where that thing's going. That thing's knuckling it's, at you. Yeah. <laughs> and you get that in the side of the leg, but the, they're Those guys are crazy. Like they're hacking each other. There's almost yeah. a fight every game. Like tone it down, boys. You aren't making it to the ball league show. <laughs> Looks like lacrosse when you watch them. Oh, and they're just, oh, and boy, do they get after it after the game. I'm get the hell out of there. <laughs> There's going to be a fight in the parking lot. So it sounds like you were a goalie though, Dan. Like, I was. What, yeah, I don't you, know why. I, I'm like five, eight and a half. You and Darren Payne were just fighting out for playing Tendy. That's like right. Me, and Alan Bester, if you guys remember him, old Leafs goalie, he was shorter than me. Yeah. And Mike Vernon. So when I grew up, I idolized these guys. I'm like, Hey, they made it. I can make it now. What's the shortest a goalie is probably six, six foot. Yeah. And all goalies. Now they have like a goalie coach from the age of 10 on. Yeah. I was just the kid who um, was given the gear one game and then kept asking, Oh, can I just keep doing it? Everyone, no one else wanted to. And then my brother would always ask me, he's like, you know, it's pretty weird that you willingly stand in front of hard rubber. There's something wrong with you. And I, that always sticks with me. I'm like, there is something wrong with goalies. So it's true when something's, they say something's off with goalies. Yeah, there is. There I remember my first year of hockey, we, we would like rotate who got to play goalie. And you're always fired up like the two times a year that you, that it was your turn. And it was like, oh yeah, get put on the big pads. That's right. And you'd probably always try to emulate like Bill Ranford or something, do two pad yep. stacks every save. So I was a, <laughs> I was known as a flopper. So there was still stand up goalies when I was around. Your and all I hear from the team. crowd is my dad yelling, get up, get up. So I was like <laughs> terrified to go down and cover up the puck. But yeah, I was my a flopper. My dad still says that. He's like, if he wouldn't have gone down, it would have been an easy save. That's played- right. There are the goalies. They go down when the puck's at the point. They're down. I don't get yeah. it. No, it's very rare to see a stand-up save now. I played goalie one time. Remember like the old uh, Pats, uh, the Pat games, you had the full ice thing? Yeah. So we had a full ice at a Western Hockey League game. And at the time, I was a pretty solid hockey player. But I decided that's the game I'm going to play goalie. My dad was pissed. He's like, <laughs> we're playing a 200-foot game. We're like eight years old. I had zero shots on that. Our team was a wagon. I think it was like nine-nothing for us. I stood there, and my old man was like, this is your time to shine. You're eight years old. <laughs> well, playing goalie. so what you're saying is the one time you played net, you got a shutout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm one and oh, so I'm a hell attendee. Glass out. Good, sta- good stats. <laughs> those are amazing stats. Retire on those. Oh, I thousand percent save percentage for uh, coach. Yeah, I was buzzing. All right, Dan. Um, when was the first time that you got behind the mic? Because it looked like that you started as the Ottawa 67s play by play guy. Uh, yeah. So I did that in college. I went to Ottawa. We had a sports program there as a part of the radio broadcast uh, program. And we were calling 67s games. No one went to the games and I was there. So I started calling games and then we ended up doing the entire season. So yeah, that's kind of where I started calling Ottawa 67s games. And the best player of that era was Alan McCauley. I believe he still holds a lot of records yeah. for that team, but wow. Alan McCauley. So was the good. Star of that team. Yeah. Huh. So that's and, where I started in Ottawa. Great city. I don't know if you guys ever been, but highly uh, recommended. It's uh, one city in Canada where if I got uh, a job there tomorrow, I would love living there. It's really very cool. Yeah. 
Did did you go to Fort Mac after Ottawa? No, from uh, Ottawa, I got a job right out of school as an airborne traffic reporter in Vancouver. So I flew around in a little Cessna and reported on traffic. So I did 501 flights. So you, um, you covered like the weather? Or no, traffic. traffic. So you're, traffic. Like, you're like collision today outside of east yeah. and west. And oh, wow. Okay. And again, I'm from Peterborough, Ontario, and I'm doing traffic in Vancouver. So I'm getting the names. I'm thank God social media wasn't around, but people call in the station. They're like, uh, is that guy ever been here before? Because he's saying all the names of the streets wrong. I'm like, I don't know. There's a crash uh, on chili whack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, funny you say that because while I was in school in Ottawa, I listened to an old tape while I was doing the news. And there was a story about a guy falling through the ceiling of a restaurant while he's breaking into it. And I said it took place in Kellywana. That's Kelowna. <laughs> that's a tough look there. <laughs> yeah. So that's how dumb I was. But yeah, I survived that. And then I went from uh, doing traffic in Vancouver to Fort McMurray and did play-by-play uh, -play up there. Yeah, Kelly Kelly Wan is just down the street from Mary Wan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so how did you like? Did how did you know that you kind of had you know? Come on, Biz. Sorry, <laughs> had a good feeling and, and felt good like talking. You know, when did you know you were good? Unlike basically? you right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that little. You know what? Fuck. You know what yeah, it was. Cool. When I first did, so do they still do co-op in high school where you yep. go try out a job? Yeah. Okay. So I did that at a radio station in Peterborough and I'm like, oh man, this is like not even having a job. That's why I got into it. So I never thought I was good at speaking. I just wanted to do a job that felt like not real work. And then just after hours and hours of speaking, you finally get better. But if you listen to my old tapes, which we played on our old podcast, I was very, very bad. I was a horrible broadcaster. Like I would put on the radio voice and, but my voice had was still like, I'm still a child. So it was just a combination of horribleness, but Hey, it, it all worked out in the end. And uh, yeah, was up in Fort McMurray when they won the Royal bank championship. Uh, yeah. They hosted it in the year 2000. And on that team, the star player was Scotty Upshaw. So Scotty oh, Upshaw went on to get drafted. Yeah. Wow. Great guy. Who's also got a podcast now. Yep. Uh, what, and he's a man rocket missing curfew. Yeah. Yeah. Missing curfew. Great guy. Yeah. You know, here's a story about Scotty. Uh, he was on the world juniors after I'd gone to TSN and our TSN cameraman got pulled aside and Scotty said, I want to tape a message. Can you get it back to someone at TSN? And the guy's like, sure. So he did a personal video message. He said, Hey, Dan, uh, this is Scotty. Awesome job getting the job at TSN, man. So happy for you. Way to go. Proud of you. Uh, and this is a guy who was on Team Canada at the time. That shows you what kind of an individual Scotty Upshaw is. Absolutely. Dan, you just tweeted about 45 minutes ago about the goal in 2010, and you've been oh, to yeah. some amazing places, I've, I'd assume, uh, you know, hosting sport events and whatnot and broadcasting, you covered the 2010 Olympics. How special was that for you? And just maybe some other places that you've been to do some work. Oh, the 2010 Olympics. I didn't get to go to that game, but I watched it with uh, some friends uh, at a bar in Vancouver and just the 
the atmosphere after that goal, walking through the streets of Vancouver, because I had to go to the Olympic Broadcast Center and actually work after that, was something I'd never seen before. Like people hugging cops, cops high-fiving, everyone just running around with drinks and the cops not giving a shit. It was unreal. That was the greatest sporting event. Up until then, the greatest one was also a men's gold medal when they won in Salt Lake City. I was also in Vancouver. That's when I was working. And my brother and I went to a bar. We were watching it. And uh, we went for the third period because we watched the first two periods at his house. I'm like, well, let's go kind of get a vibe for this. Went to a bar in Kitsilano. And the place just went bonkers. They ran out of booze at one point. A guy that was sitting at our table, we're like, where'd that guy go? He went and bought a megaphone and was just running around <laughs> the streets and no one cared. He was blocking off entire intersections and people just joined him. People on top of tables. It was uh, it was bedlam. Whenever Canada wins gold in hockey. Yeah, this city just goes kind of or this country goes kind of bonkers, which is awesome. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's unreal. Megaphone. All right, let's talk about you and your buddy Jay. I mean, you guys yep. spent a lot of lot of years over a lot. Of, oh my god, I got Tory syndrome right now. <laughs> a lot of time over the years, you guys being on Sports Center. I mean, people loved you too there, and then you guys did some craft celebration. Um, what was that? Hanging with your pal and doing that those kinds of events over the years. Oh, it was awesome getting to work with a guy that we just our entire goal was to make the other guy laugh and tour in the country. We we did what uh, Vancouver Olympics together, London, Russia, and Korea. So we got to do four Olympics together. Uh, we did the craft celebration tour, which we did the show from different cities around the country. That was unreal. And I never understood the magnitude. People might not remember it, but you had to put in a submission uh, why you should have sports center come to your town. So small towns across Canada would just embrace this. So we would show up um, and the cities would shut down yeah. trying to think of the one place we were in. We were in one town in Saskatchewan and Estevan. Uh, yeah. Estevan. There uh, we are in Estevan and they closed down main street and we're, we're getting ready, setting up everything. There's a massive stage that comes along with this and our director's on the stage and he's looking how it's going to look on show day. And he's like, nah, there's a stop sign there, but oh, well, it's, it's no problem. It's in the shop, but uh, we'll, we won't worry about it. 10 minutes later, a city crew member was cutting down the stop sign. <laughs> they just cut it down. <laughs> I'm like, I hope the stop sign has been put back, but that's how the city's just rolled out the welcome mat for us. And, and you think back and you're like, if sports center came to my hometown when I was a kid, I'd be bonkers too. Cause it's yeah. a big deal. Your, your city's on the map. So it was really cool to go to those towns and, and tell their stories. So that's uh that's something I wish they brought back. It kind of went away when Jay and I went to LA, the craft celebration tour uh, went bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> what a, what a transition into the next. Oh, Real quick, what was your favorite town that you stopped in on the craft tour? Oh, I loved them all. Esteban was actually awesome. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that. So I played a year of junior in Esteban, and um, my billet dad still talks about how he hung out with you at the Tower Cafe. Oh, yeah. we were, uh, What's the drink they have there called? The Garbage Pails or something? <laughs> the trash I don't, I don't know, but it's like uh, <laughs> kind of when you go to the – uh the machine at like mcdonald's at like swamp water yeah but with yeah. booze and it was just not good so we were having those and while we were in saskatchewan we were in kyle and they put on a rodeo just for us really like this That's cool this this cowboy hat here 
is from Kyle, Saskatchewan. Bam. So, yeah, I just love going out, going out east, going out west, wherever you go. Going to Newfoundland was awesome. There's not a single place we went to where you're like, eh, I'd never come back here. Everyone you'd go back, you're like, Outlook, Saskatchewan? Yeah, I'd come back here on vacation. <laughs> I've never heard of it. It takes forever to get here. I don't think we took one paved road to get here, but I'll come back. So, so Jay, I, li- I, I live in the States, and I wanted to ask you about, like, when you guys, when you and, uh, sorry, I just said Jay. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm Dan. <laughs> when you and Jay, when you and Jay went to FS1, how was that? And cause, like, I'm kind of curious, like you guys are hilarious together, but were you, did they censor you at all or tell you not to go overboard or anything like that? Or, nope. or was it just that Americans didn't get the Canadian humor? No one could find the channel. That was the problem. Yeah. Because on direct TV, exactly. And there's so many different cable operators. Just no one could. You can't stumble upon a show now. Mm -hmm. Back in the day. Yeah, you could stumble upon TSN if you'd never seen it before or Sportsnet. But stumbling upon a a channel now, we were hoping like, okay, we got a lot of racing. Uh, Race fans will stick around after the show. And then we're like, hey, they stuck around for the first half hour. And then they all kind of went away. So we looked at minor milestones as huge achievements. But it was just, uh, we were trying to do everything. We had, well, do I still have that newspaper here? Let's see if I have it. Um, who has, it had a picture of everyone that's on the show. I think I moved it. But Ephraim Salam, Gary Payton, wow. uh, Carissa Thompson, Donovan McNabb, Gabe Kapler, who's now the manager of the Giants. Uh, all these people were on the show. And so everyone needed time to talk. So at one point, I timed how long Jay and I were on during a three hour show. And I think we were on for two minutes total three hours. We were on for two minutes. I'm like, eh, this, oh, wow. isn't gonna, this isn't going to work. And but, it probably didn't help too, that it was a, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't, it was a brand new network, right? It was. Yeah. We were there to help launch it. Yeah. Wow. No, I so, remember that. But, I was so fired up. Yeah. I have nothing but great things to say about the way Fox treated us. We got to live in LA. We got yeah. to work on the, the Fox studio lot where they like shoot. Uh, they were shooting modern family the whole time we were there. Um, the Rolling Stones. Was it the Rolling? Yeah. The Rolling Stones. We found out after they had left, we're practicing for a tour there for like three weeks, but there's so many sound stages on this lot. You don't know who's using what we're like, what the hell? The Rolling Stones were here and we didn't even know. So <laughs> being in Hollywood was very trippy, but coming back to Canada, yeah, it's still an awesome country. We take for granted our free health care. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Trust Americans, me. I don't know how they can afford it. If you've got a family that's going paycheck to paycheck, how you can afford basic health care is beyond me. Like we don't literally don't have to think about it here. Yeah. Yeah. When my kids are sick, it's like, hey, it'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. You, you go have a baby in a hospital here and I have American friends. Like, how much that costs? I'm like, nothing. I'm like, I didn't, you don't even sign anything. You just go have a baby and leave there. It's like <laughs> good luck. Twenty, thirty thousand dollars You need a down payment. Oh, it's not that deposit. I want to say it's about two grand. No, no. To have a baby in the States. I've had two of them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you have health care down there? Well, actually, my wife had them, but but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like we have insurance, obviously. So, but, yeah, if you don't have insurance, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> But still, zero is less than 2,000. Fact. True. Yeah. 
Dan, I want to bring up your golf game because I, I was talking oh, to James Duffy yeah. last night a bit. Uh, gave me some uh, did one liner to punch lines here. Um, I already know what you're going to say. One of them on the fastest golfer he's ever seen. <laughs> Maybe that, that, that could have been <laughs> one of the points you brought up. Uh, but at first, I want to know how's your golf game? How much you playing? You said you haven't had a membership in like, I don't want to age you. I don't know. Grade seven to now. So. Oh, I would. Well, how much uh, you're in what? Uh, you're like 12 years old in grade seven, and I'm 46 now. So you do the math on that one. Um, here, I'm going to pull up my handicap. I'll tell you exactly how my game's gone here. I think um, funny enough, I played a simulator at my golf course for the first time in forever. Uh, the last time I played a simulator was probably 25 years ago, and you still had to putt it into a cup, so it didn't register your putts. Oh, really? I can't believe how advanced they are now. And the old simulators, you it didn't account for if you were a lefty. So everything was right. off. Yeah. So I don't even have that excuse now on a simulator. <laughs> I was still bad. Now, as far as simulators go, my biggest problem was if you're like 70 yards or even like 20 yards. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those range. are tough shots because shots. if you're there in real life, you know what you're looking at. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you guys have any tips for that? What do I do to correct that? I'm just trying I've to never play it on a simulator. So pick up the two automatic two. Yeah, automatic two. I mean, I, I don't know. We, we play two enough shot. sim golf. Like, I feel that like it's still a feel shot, but like I always try and hit yeah. it like 20 yards further than I actually would, I guess, further to wedge shot. But yeah, I don't know. But okay. you are right though. The technology has grown crazy. There. I pulled up the handicap. Can you see it? Handicap 16.1. 16.1. On the last day of golf, on October 31st, when our course closed, my handicap went from 15.9 to 16. It went up on the last day of golf. <laughs> and what I found was I started out of the, the gate great because I was playing consistently. I was shooting like high 80s. But the more I played, I couldn't. I was like in the low 90s. So the more I played, the worse I got, I found. <laughs> That's where my golf game's at. Your hand got sore. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and now I'm watching, like, social media is so great for seeing quick snippets on ways to yeah, improve yeah. your game. But then I get in, like, Sergio had one the other day, and it was all about your hip turn and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that seems easy. And then I get on the golf simulator, forgot everything he said. <laughs> because then I started thinking about my hips turning. I'm like, I've never thought about this in my life. I've never taken a lesson, which I probably should. But then I, I started thinking too much. So I abandoned that. And then, yeah, I need to take a golf lesson, boys. Dan, I, I want to ask this question. Oh, sorry, Troy, what's up? No, I, I was just going to say, I, I just popped in my head, but you go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll ask. Okay, so James was mentioned one time, he showed up in the 11th hole at Wooden Sticks and yep. he won some skins. Um, yep. Explain that story for us. Uh, so when Jay and I originally did the show, when we got paired together, we were live at 2 a.m. Eastern. So we would not get out of work until three. I wouldn't get home till around four. So I was chasing sleep and I believe his tea time was like 10 a.m. So I went to bed around five, didn't set the alarm, woke up around 11. Golf course was an hour away. So, yeah, I got there around all the 11th hole. And then uh, out of the gate, I believe I took like five or six skins. Cause there was a carryover. <laughs> I wasn't in on the carryover. I think that was settled on 11 or 12, but then the next five or six holes carried over and I, I won. So yeah, wow. I was late, 
because he never works and I was working <laughs> and he chooses an early tea time. And now the best thing is about doing this podcast. I can golf at any time. I've always never golfed in the morning because you're, you're chasing sleep. Yeah. So now early morning, late night, I, I love it. That's why I could accommodate a membership now. There it is, kids. Was- if you want to win a money match, show up late. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they're they're all tired. Uh, they're like a bad mouth in the whole time, and then just get in there with a big smile on your face, and then take them for all they're worth. You just answered one of my one of my uh, questions from the gallery. I was going to ask what time you recorded, but but my other question is like you guys got pretty big. I feel like fairly fast. I don't know if it felt fast to you, but what was there? Did you ever feel any jealousy of other TSN personalities? No, um, that's the biggest misconception that I was surprised by when I got into media. I'm like, oh, there's going to be so many people with big heads and uh, people that are full of themselves. I didn't find that at all, which was awesome. And everyone good. I worked with was always unbelievable. And they were they were happy for us when we went to L.A., happy for us when we came back. So, yeah, nothing but good things to say about them. As far as um, getting popular, uh I always say this in interviews. Now the old clips that we did on TSN, I, I cringe now when I see them, I, I, you, you shouldn't. No, no, no. I, our stuff in our last four years, when we came back to Canada, that is, and Jay agrees with me. That was our best stuff because we were in tears laughing before. If you look back, I look at, I'm like, Oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to pretend to even act. Like it's just, you know, when you feel awkward for yourself, watching mm-hmm. something like from a birthday party or something when you're younger, you're like, Oh, that's like, how I feel now. But like one of the best ones ever, I think I, th- I was like 11 years old and I woke up at like 7 a.m. I see you eating this warm melt. Oh, Klondike bar. <laughs> and it melted like all over the sheets. And I was like, am I watching sports center with Jane Dan right now? What the so hell that means you must've liked Raisin Dan. Yeah. Oh. Raisin Dan was good. <laughs> I got to keep the box. I'm I got that out of there. Right there was the sandstorm one. Oh yeah. That was oh weird. yeah. Sandstorms. <laughs> Jay, the, the reason that is good is how well he does it. Yeah. He is so good at doing the sandstorm song. That's funny. And with then, no uh, instruments. Yeah. And then when you guys had the horns too, for the soccer world cup, the one time. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that, that was he was really doing that too. And then I was deaf for the rest of the show. <laughs> My personal favorite was, I, I believe it was on the craft tour. You guys were at some like war reenactment or something like that. Oh yeah. That I, I like that one. Yeah. Um, Jay would not die. I died quickly. I got out of there. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was so funny. Were these your ideas when you guys are doing it or was someone telling you to do this? Oh yeah. We came up with all that stuff. Um, but stuff like uh, my favorite of all time until the day I die will be our gritty uh, intro oh, yeah, in which a slap shot shows up. So that was all not planned. Like Jay was not supposed to chime in. I was just supposed to do an on cam and go to the top 10 or whatever. And the fact that he delivered the lines to such perfection, the fact that our director brought in slap shot, that's never, he's never done that to this day and never done it since. So the fact he did it that quick, it was just a, a perfect culmination of things happening at the right time at the the right moment. So yeah, I always look back on the gritty one because my daughters even quote it. They're like, I can't perform for these kids. <laughs> Whenever I say like my back hurts, they'll go like, I can't perform for these kids. <laughs> See, 
but like that like that shows that your true character is how funny yours are like just even like the ones when you're like 708 a.m Saskatchewan time and you're like canadian it's like you're yelling at the tv and like guys love it it's hilarious or see that's how we wanted to do the show Elliot. is like, like you're sitting on the couch like the the four of us are sitting on the couch uh just watching a game that's how we wanted it to feel you're saying the same stuff your buddies and you'd be saying that we're just yeah. saying it on tv yeah it's hilarious just trying not to swear <laughs> exactly Fucking well when we did swear we would uh, get it beeped but the last time oh, I swore, yeah. I got in trouble for that. They said, don't ever do that again. I'm like, we've done it for 20 years. <laughs> so I don't know what's the problem here. <laughs> By the way, guys, did you notice? Oh, you can't see my shirt. I'm wearing a uh, Saskatchewan golf brand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Player. Player. Nice. Love Shout these guys. Love these guys. What's what? Why is he laughing? Uh, our host's reaction that's different we different, different sponsor but yeah no they're a great company. oh no good sorry people. should we cut that out no we're good we're good they're good people i like them a lot no that's complaints so they are I, I, ba I babysat one of the uh their the owners brandon ah, that's right. awesome is that the guy who came up with the brand like in university yep yeah. him and a buddy yeah pretty anyways cool enough about them <laughs> cutter they're all they're not yeah, quite as cool cutter, as cutter and, and buck. buck. Yeah, but. cutter and buck. Well, tell me about cutter and buck. What's this? I've never heard of these guys. Seriously, this is our yeah. one of our coats. Obviously, Taylor made as well, but cutter and buck, the best clothing. Check them out. Cutter and buck, Canada. Okay, Unbelievable. Write that down. Really warm, tight fitting. Check them out today. Cutter and buck clothing. We wear them, so why shouldn't you? Unbelievable. Compared. How are their long sleeve gear? Because I need some more long sleeve golf stuff. This Come is the best golf coat ever what do you call her coat i mean it's like a over yeah. overlay i would compare okay. cutter and buck to lululemon yeah oh yeah. i like this it's, it's and what's your affiliation with taylor may can you guys give me a club fitting we can do that for sure absolutely every tsn anchor on earth is they always are sending out, hey got my new taylor maids i'm like <laughs> no one's reached out to me you fucking assholes <laughs> they, we can hey, definitely get you fitted up. absolutely hey dan they ain't got me one yet ah see Hey, we did, we did it for Steve Coolius. We got in touch with our rep, and then he got in touch with it. their rep, and boom. Cooley's uh, a guy now, so we'll get uh Because right now I'm playing Callaway, so I oh, got... Okay, we're going to cut that out right now there, Dan. No Callaway. On the <laughs> no, but I'm saying they are working for me. Yeah. You need tailor-mades. That's what My it is. My clubs I got uh, were from a program this other golf supplier had in which he played the, the clubs for a year. If you liked them, you paid half price. So that winter, after using them for the summer, I got a letter in the mail that we don't do that program anymore. You can keep them. So that oh. was in 2002. I got those clubs. Oh, shit. And this past summer, my brother upgraded his choice of clubs and he sent me his 2017s. So my clubs improved by 15 years, but I played better. That's when my game started to suck when I got the newer clubs. I was playing better with the 2002 clubs. Well, that's that's what every golfer does, right? Well, you exactly. blame the equipment. You, the you blame the equipment. Oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. It's always the equipment. Yeah. Well, Troy went from what using clubs that were older than me and then got new ones. And his game was kind of better, but like he doesn't play enough. But I mean, like that's our other, other uh, co-host. But anyways, Turner, back to golf. Well, here. He, so, I, uh, I once blamed when I was in Fort McMurray and I was playing a bit of golf. And I had even older clubs then. And I was playing with a scratch golfer. I'm like, ah, oh, man, these clubs suck. It was for some reason, I don't know about you guys, but at a younger age, 
you always get mad when you're playing bad. Now I'm at an age. I'm like, I don't give a crap. No one yeah. cares about your score. As long as you keep up with the group and you don't slow everyone down. No one cares. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm at the age where I'm like, ah, oh, I should be playing better. I'm getting mad. So I hit like a, a four iron into the woods. I'm like, these clubs suck. He's like, let me try it out. Hits the four iron within six inches of the pin. Just hands it to me and walks away. He goes, yeah, they're fine. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like that. That's when I learned right there. No, it's me, not the clubs. I'm glad we're back into golf because it makes a little smoother transition. Um, our buddy James here says they have a very closed and awkward stance, but you seem to make it work yourself. Care to elaborate? Yeah. I do. I've improved on it a bit, but uh, I have to position my feet on my drive so that I don't slice it. And yes, it does work. Um, I finally got my club speed on my driver. It's 116. Wow. I don't know nice. if that's good or bad. That's pretty solid. Right and then it? I tried to do the John Rom because again, I'm watching these videos and they're like, oh, he only goes halfway back. I tried that. It did not work out. Club you speed is 116. Son? Yeah. Again, I isn't think that, this machine's that good? off. That's high. <laughs> yeah. I feel so like should I slow it down? Just should I slow her down? Well, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> There's something wrong with this machine. Here, I'll tell you what. I was. 120 yards out and i always hit a soft nine iron with that this is on the simulator mm. i hit my soft nine it went 180 <laughs> so oh, yeah, you're playing on the juice machine for muscle sure. milk yeah yeah you're on so the is this machine, machine is it just made to make you feel better about yourself uh, yeah. i i feel like that's that's the ones that all the golf stores like yeah. You can try to hit you can try to hit a 50 yard slice and it'll be like a nice little two yard draw. It's like yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, 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 I have my sponsored doubts. by Meltwitch, Dan, because you just melt everything when you're playing golf, it sounds Melted. like yeah. Well, I so I do need to take a lesson, but my problem with taking a lesson is it's gonna be too much in my head or am I overthinking it? Uh, I've never taken one, so I don't know. Yeah, see, you're probably scratch golfer, though. I've got a couple of championships. <laughs> see? A couple so more you don't than, need to take them. <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, so if I take, okay, so I'm at 16.1 handicap. If I take a lesson, do you think I can get that down to, like, my goal would be to get that to, like, 13 by the end of the summer? 100%. I bet if you went from a 16 starting, like, in three weeks, you could be down to a nine by the end of summer. Whoa! If you, if you went like three times a week, I would think, to, or twice if, a week. If you're getting the right kind of lesson. Yeah, if you're getting the right pro and the right technique and, and you're playing lots and hitting the range, absolutely. But if you do no okay. work at all, you'd be a 28. <laughs> no work at all. The biggest thing, the biggest thing, Dan, and, and I know every pro says it, is you actually have to work on it. Like Because people yeah. show up and take a lesson, and then they show up a month later and take another one, expecting it to get better. I mean, you, you just got to work at it. Trust the yeah, process. That's like a buddy of mine in high school. He had decided to take steroids. This is a true story. Decided to take steroids two months go. into two months into it. He's like, I haven't gotten any bigger. We're like, have you worked out? He's like, no, <laughs> yeah. he just, he just thought by taking the steroids, he was going to get bigger. So that just goes to prove that you need to put in the work and don't take st steroids. kids. Don't take steroids. No, not until after high school. <laughs> That's right. Dan, I have two more quick ones here. And you mentioned yep. the one already. J um, James says that you had, you do have the quickest routine ever from ball and teen hand 
in about 007 seconds. Care to elaborate on that? And also, you are notorious for showing up late for golf. Okay, we've gone over the lateness. I was late once with Duffy. He needs to get over that. Uh, as for my pre-shot routine, I have slowed that down. The reason I was always so quick was I didn't want to think about it. Because I, when I played with Duffy, I'd play probably 10 times a summer, max. But now I'm playing like three times a week in the summer. So I have slowed it down, and that has greatly improved. Driver is probably the best thing in my bag. Like, I can hit it straight and far. Uh, so, yes, I have improved that. The reason it was quick was just to take out the brain aspect. I'm with you 1,000%. Absolutely. I've, I also have a quick pre-shot yeah, routine. I'm, I'm fairly quick, too. Yeah. And our oh, I've got some buddies that – and they're not good. And I can say this. They, so if I'm a 16, they'd be like a 30 handicap and the longer the round goes the longer the pre-shot goes they've got the waggle they've got the the every single time is it rude if we say hurry the fuck up nope 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 okay. wasting daylight especially in saskatchewan hurry up <laughs> that's right hurry exactly. up. our days are eight hours long hurry up wait you guys said golf is golf really starting there in three weeks not here, but probably for you guys. Are you in No, I, I asked the guys at the course. I'm like, when do we open her up? Start April? They're like probably end of April. Yeah, we're oh. probably. Yeah, it's about the same. Away. Yeah, we're a ways away. We're still indoors. Yeah. God. yeah. Also, I have to bring up, James said that you're a great guy and he loves you. So he's just poking fun. Uh, um, yes, James is good. James is very good at lining up free golf at good courses. Really? That's a good friend to have. James sounds like a fantastic guy. <laughs> yeah. But then he's like, well, you just got to do this video. And it's like a Steven Spielberg production. You're like, oh, my God, how long is this? He's like, well, we got to show them love. I'm like, that's why I don't do this. That's why I got a membership of a course. So I don't I can just show up in golf. You got to do the gritty segment again. <laughs> exactly. Recreate it <laughs> yeah. with the golf course mascot. Yeah. All right, Dan and boys, we're going to go to our segment called Questions from the Gallery, sponsored by Robert Co. Rubber Co. was founded in 2021, 100% recycled rubber. They have tons of options, rubber ramps, rubber parking blocks, rubber flooring for rinks and gyms, and also now have rubber hockey devices. Check out the website today at www.rubberco.com or call today 306-541-9840. Think with your head and choose the right rubber. Boom. Rubber Co. <laughs> rubber Get on Co. you, boys. Rubber Co. All right. Lowest round ever, Dan. Uh, 85. I equaled it this summer. So I've done it twice in my life in 85. Sorry if you already said this. Where's your home, where's your home track? It's uh, in Peterborough at the Peterborough Golf and Country Club, a Stanley Thompson design. Nice. Oh, oh yeah. That's nice. the same as Waska Sioux, boys. Yeah, yeah I want to play every Stanley Thompson in Canada, which there's probably like close to 200. Yeah. Good, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> in retirement. In retirement. <laughs> All right. All right, Dan. What is your ultimate foursome? Who would oh. be your ultimate foursome? Golf. Uh, golf. Golf. <laughs> Do they have to be golfers? No. <laughs> nope. No, but they have to be golfing. Okay. How about Jesus? We need Jesus in there. Uh well. He, he could your ball wouldn't go in the water because you make it go over the water and stuff. Uh, who else would we have? I'd like to golf with uh President Obama. He seems like a cool dude and he All golfs. Right. Well, that'd be sick. That'd be cool, actually. Yeah. How about Sidney Crosby? Yeah. 
And then we need a real golfer. <laughs> Tiger. Tiger. Standard. That's an eclectic mix. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> I, I know uh, Jesus is a first time here. <laughs> that's right. I, I thought someone else said it. I, th I thought it came up one time before. I could be wrong. No, and also, if Jesus was one. playing, we'd prove if he was real or not. Because I, I have to, I need proof here, bud. No one, so, no one actually kind of really, no one really knows. So if he doesn't show up for that tea time, then you know. Oh, he shows up on the 11th hole. Yeah, right. <laughs> and all the skin. <laughs> he says guys i was there in spirit literally <laughs> what's your what's your best um like funny or awkward interview moment that you've had or that you recall oh uh that's an easy one when i first got to tsn i had to cover a hurricanes Devils series so this would have been like 2004 or 2003 Ooh. and i didn't know what i was doing so I was in Carolina and I had to interview Rod Brindamore after a period. And he had just got stymied by um, Marty Brodeur. And I said, I started, I'm like, uh, he's a pretty good goalie. eh?" And he's like, what kind of questions that? So <laughs> it all went downhill from there. And yeah, that guy's intense. He's even intense to oh, this yeah. day while a coach. Dan, have you ever interviewed the guy that goes, who do you think you are? I am like the bowling guy. No, but I know a guy who um, does bowling. He does play by play Rob Stone. So he Rob Stone knows that guy. I worked with him at Fox. So I okay. second degree of separation from that guy. That Pistol Pete Weber. That's right. That was the anniversary the other day, right? On Sunday. Who do you think oh, you some, are? I am. Yeah, I watch bowling a lot. I used to bowl. <laughs> Anyways, fun. <laughs> all right fire wager if there's any anyone off the top of your head who is your favorite athlete to interview like the most fun like yeah good question favorite uh we interviewed the most while we were at fox uh because they would come right into the studio i found danica patrick really awesome like my daughters were in the room when she came in and she went right over to them and said who are these girls here and the firmest handshake you've ever felt in your life. Like she breaks your hand. Like she's like, she's got your attention. So I found her to be very cool. Uh, a very nice person too. Huh. Got to hold on to that steering wheel. She's got strong hands. That's right. What's What's your, uh, it's kind of a two-parter favorite sports movie and favorite movie. Favorite sports movie is field of dreams. Sports oh. movie enthusiasts always have a problem with it. Like, That's not a real sports movie. I'm like, well, it's about building a baseball field and playing baseball on it. So how cool uh, was that this summer when they did, when they, Oh my God, that? guys, Sick. I was in tears. Cool. So was like unreal. literally in tears. I thought they would take it one step further. I'm like, if you're going, cause everyone's like, Oh, it's so corny. I'm like F off. At the cornfield. They should have taken a one yeah. step Man. further and Kevin Costner go out, throw the pitch, and it's his dad behind the plate. Yeah. That would have been cool. They, cool. Then everyone would have lost it, but then also all the other naysayers would have been like, this went too far. Baseball people or non-baseball people just don't get it. Yeah, I don't. It was supposed to be cheesy. It was they were they were only there because of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. idiots. <laughs> and what was the other part of that one? Oh, what is my favorite movie, period? Yeah. Um, I really like Pulp Fiction and a movie called The Sting, if you guys have ever seen that. And I've actually gone into a deep dive on movies made in the 70s lately 
there were really good movies back then. If you just Google like top 50 movies from the 70s, uh, mm-hmm. the sting pops up there. Um, it okay. was a very, uh, very good time. The Godfather and Godfather Part Two were number one and two on that list. Elite. Two Love it. question. I think you're an office guy. Favorite TV show. And will you ever get into acting? I'd love to get into acting. Um, favorite TV show? I like the British Office. Actually, really? I never watched the American one. I turned it the, into the, the original. One. Yeah, yeah, I turned it into it. Was that um, Ricky Gervais on that one? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my favorite TV show of all time, if I had to watch it like for the rest of my life, would be Tim and Eric. Awesome show. Great job. So there's two comedians. Look it up. It's all over YouTube. It's really wacky. The shows are only 15 minutes long, so you don't need a long attention span. <laughs> But that's actually the show that Jay and I bonded over because it came out like in the early 2000s and we would watch it and send clips to each other and stuff and like just watch it at work. So, yeah, Tim and Eric. Awesome show. Great job. Jay, I want to ask about your podcast now. We talked about it briefly at the start, but what's it about? And I know I know it's we've seen the ads in the Olympics. It's boomsies. It's about sports. It's about life. It's boomsies. I'm Dan. Um, walk us through what Boomsies is, where the name came from, uh, what it's all about, and yeah, give it to people what they want to know. It's uh, essentially like George Costanza, if you're familiar with Seinfeld, when he's pitching Seinfeld to the executives. He's like, it's about nothing. And that's kind of what it is. Like, uh, right now, with the way the world is, like, we tape our show tomorrow. We tape it every Tuesday. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. All I know is that I'm going to be talking to Natalie Spooner about her gold medal. And then, yeah. I, whatever's on my mind, probably talk about the Leafs, just talk about whatever's in the news and have fun with it. It's, it's an hour for people to just forget about all their problems. That's why I do it. I talk about my personal struggles uh, about losing my job and that stuff about my car breaking down. um, The squeak on my dryers back. I got to figure that out. And I, I describe how I took the cover off my dryer and it's a gas powered dryer. If you've ever looked in one, it's like a blowtorch under your dryer. There's like a massive flame drying my clothes. Like it, <laughs> it's terrifying. So now I'm scared to go back in there. You're so like it's home just, alone. You're Kevin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if someone breaks into my house, I'll just leave the cover off the dryer and have it on. They'll be like, what? And turn all the lights out. Then they'll walk in. They're like, what the hell's going on in here? Uh, then we have lots of guests come on, like uh, Natalie Spooner. Um, we had a woman from Australia come on last week. Uh, we had John Morris, another gold medalist, a curler. He, he's been on. So we chat with them. Um, and the name came from a producer we had at Fox in L.A. by the name of Sean Keegan. He'd be in our ear during segments and uh, say LeBron James dunked the ball. And he's like, ah, boomsies. Or someone fell on their face. He goes, that's ah, a boomsies. So it always stuck with us. And I reached out to him like, I'm going to use that for uh, the name of a podcast. He's like, yeah, go nuts. So that's where Boomsies came from. Um, As my producer here now, producer Tim said, I don't think he knew the extent that you were going to use the name Boomsies. He's probably coming looking for money. I'm like, well, there's no money in podcasts, so come get it. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. So so I think I I listened to a podcast the other day. So you so Tim's with you, producer Tim. Producer Tim. He and I got fired the same day, and um, we have a very interesting relationship. We would sometimes go six months without talking to each other, but as I tell uh, anyone that'll listen, you need a person working with you that's just not gonna say yes to everything. 
that yeah. is going to call you out and say, no, you can't do that. So I'm like, eh, God, I guess I got to have him along. He's like okay. having Eeyore, Eeyore working with you. He's like, eh, eh. like when you tomorrow, he'll come tomorrow and he'll tell me about an Amazon delivery, a, a story that should take 20 seconds. It'll take him 15 minutes. Like, oh, God, I don't know why I put myself through it. It's always asking the next question. Oh, and then what happened? Oh, yeah. no, I don't. I have no follow ups. I just come sit down here and put my headphones on, pretend I'm <laughs> I got work to do and then pretend to type things. It's like, hey, it's like Alan and hangover three when his dad's yelling at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tori, rip any more here? I got one more at the end, but you guys. Uh, David Stewart wants to know what your favorite watering hole is in Saskatchewan, but I think you kind of already answered that. With your Estevan. Whatever. Oh, but no, yeah, uh, so crazy cactus when we used to go there, mm-hmm. the crazy cactus was a gong show in Saskatoon, like the green cups. Yes. That's oh, like gringo yeah. comes in the green. The gringo cup. is our dynamite. Also criminal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't drink anymore. I think it's because I had too many gringos. Once. <laughs> I think of those and I get like acid reflux. Because oh, it, yeah. it's almost like a melted popsicle with booze. And you're just like, oh, this can't be good. And I'll have another, though. <laughs> Isn't it beer, tequila, and vodka? And then, like, slush? Oh, so. it's horrible. And you're drinking but it's a, it's a tradition. just pounding. Yes. Because it's so much sugar. They are good, though. They are. Hey, Drew, Drew, but if he did drink, who should he drink? <laughs> oh, yeah. You should drink Molson or Last Mountain. Hey, actually, what I'll do is, Dan, after the show, I'll get your mailing address and we'll send you a couple yeah. bottles of last mountain distillery okay what yeah. is it Let's booze, if you yeah. did drink but you can like share it on your pot if you want it's uh oh then people have got my case the green green bins oh yeah the, no. yeah so they're green bins. oh really yeah, yeah. okay it's i can shame. give those away bottles, to people yeah the bottles are shaped, i like, want to see that sweet. yeah super perfect cool. that i've got my christmas presents all planned out there you go <laughs> turn any last I'm, I'm all good okay last one here for you dan uh, we usually finish the podcast with this uh, piece of advice for a young listener today listening uh, what it takes to make it in life or be a lawyer or judge or doctor or broadcaster, whatever. Um, you must have some good advice for them. So since I started broadcasting, I got in the industry in 1997. So it's dramatically changed before I'd say, Hey, Go to Fort McMurray and uh, get a job and learn how to do everything at that station. But now that all those little stations are closing and those jobs are hard to come by, if you want to be in the business, learn how to make content that's original. And then Mm -hmm. people will find it. And that's almost your demo reel now. Because someone will, like, don't be twerking or something because (laughs) someone who's going to hire you to do play-by-play for the oil barons or the 67s isn't going to say, oh, this, this guy or girl's a good twerker. No, if you want to be a professional, put out professional content that's entertaining, that's informative. And then when you do get a job in the industry, learn how to do everything at the station, like the editing, the shooting, uh, the on-air stuff, everything behind the scenes, because then if you know how to do all that, you're tougher to fire because they're like, well, that guy knows how to do all that stuff. This new guy doesn't. So let's keep this guy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an ever-changing industry. So, be on your feet and find ways to be creative. Awesome. Love it. Well, boys, uh, Dan O'Toole today. I think we had a lot of fun with this one. We appreciate you coming on the show. I uh, hope we can do it again down the road. 
and uh, best of luck with you and boomsies. And yeah. so, they, hey guys, you can use that. It hit a good drive, good shot on the golf course. Boomsies. Boomsies. And then you hold you, out from the fairway. Boomsies. And then re- and vice versa. When you shank one off the hosel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of things that go through. I, I have a lot of things that go wrong. When I look at my club, I'm like, I haven't hit it in the middle of this club ever. There's when, no when, marks. When Drew hits a good drive, it was an accident. Yep. <laughs> you know what oh. actually drive oh. I hit? Not bad. You guys have probably done it. The happy Gilmore. I'm probably like seven for 10 on hitting a pretty good drive with the happy Gilmore. I do that every time then if you, if I were you. <laughs> That's all yeah, but you, you think about, oh man, if I miss this, I might kill someone. Are you a lefty or righty? Lefty. lefty? Lefty. Okay. True Canadian. <laughs> First Love time it. ever this summer, I was in a group four lefties. I've never had four lefties, but we had one group for them. Well, that wasn't, it, that was for sure plan. They put all the lefties in one group. They're like, get these guys out first. <laughs> get, them going. get them out first in the morning. Exactly. All right, Dan. Uh, we appreciate it, man. Uh, like I said, best of luck the rest of the way here and we'll stay in touch and hopefully do it down the road. Thanks boys. Uh, hit her straight. Last Mountain Distillery is a proud sponsor of the Hosel Podcast. Located and distilled in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, Last Mountain Distillery is a family-owned and operated located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Our success lies in our commitment in producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. Our signature products include Saskatchewan's best-selling naturally-infused Dill Pickle Vodka, our naturally-infused organic cherry whiskey, apple pie moonshine, and more. Our craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Be sure to check them out at any retailer around the province. Nothing better than supporting local and enjoying a taste for all. Alrighty, there it is, episode 111 with Dan O'Toole, the host of Boomsies. 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 Dan O'Toole. Man, this guy is super cool. Like I said in the intro, he he comes on guns a-blazing right away. Just jabbing one-liners. Funny shit. Uh, he's going to work on his golf game, though. We're going to get him hooked up with some tailor-made stuff. We're going to talk to Mike. Absolutely. Mike's talking to the Ottawa rep. But, uh, man, Dan's cool. Like, I had a lot of fun with him today. I thought he was the guy that I expected to talk to. Yeah. yeah. Like, just... It's always cool when you watch them. We've had Jay on and all these guys on, but it's like I used to watch this guy at 7 a.m. before school. Absolutely. What you see on TV is what you're going to get. Yeah, from the, from Dan and, and these guys, right? Yeah, yeah, like I thought he was just as candid as people said. Like he's he's funny. He's he's outgoing. Yeah. He's good. He's Yeah, I don't know. I just thought he was super cool and, and kind of a cool story too, like going from, you know, Ottawa to – or Peterborough to the 67s and then working for the – Fort Mac team and he's in Vancouver for a bit in Vancouver covering uh was it traffic yeah yeah a traffic news guy Dan O'Toole what do you call Kelowna again oh Kelowna or something the hell did he say that was hilarious yeah yeah and so anyhow I thought he was cool he was funny um just a good dude and I think if you are listening to a podcast and it's not ours check out his like it, I've, I've listened to a few of his and they are different like it's just 
Dan talking about life or sports or yeah, whatever. So, and, and he's such a good, good talker that he can kind of relay and move other things around and just jump into it. Like mm-hmm. there's no script with him, I think. And he just shows up and that's what he does. Yeah. He just bullshit. Just so legit. funny. A couple of shout outs for a couple of towns in SAS too. Estevan. Yeah. The energy out. city. Yeah. Shout out to the most superior town in Southeast Saskatchewan, Estevan. Uh, Outlook. Yeah. Kyle Saskatchewan. <laughs> Kyle. I thought for sure he was going to say bigger. The bigger. Bigger Saskatchewan. Uh, New York is big, but this is bigger. This is bigger. So, yeah, no, good dude. Oh, and uh, Crazy Cactus. Love yeah. the Dringo at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that one. Dringos. What else is there? Doesn't matter. Just a good dude. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. it. Hope the listeners enjoyed it. Um, this is probably your last in-person podcast because you're going to go play hockey over in, in, in England. Yep. Very cool yeah. You heard that right. He's going to go play hockey over in England. Yep. He's going to play pro. Um, and like we said in the intro, man, we're rooting for you. Yep. Like there's even off the air here, I'm, I'm not putting a show on, like we're rooting for you. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to support you. I'm going to share your posts and you do your thing, man. And then you jump on whenever you can. All right. Absolutely. So. I'll uh I'll hold on the fort. I always do. I'll find a way. You got us. I'll, I'll find I'll, I'll I'll find a way. This thing ain't going anywhere. Just make sure I get my clubs. Yeah, you get your clubs. <laughs> get your tailor-made clubs <laughs> and your cutter and buck. I just need that new stealth driver in my bag. Oh, I can't wait. The carbon was it carbon wood? Yeah. I can't wait. Got my wedges. Yeah. I need a driver because I don't want to hit four and out the tee all day. I need <laughs> need a driver. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot more to say. I think this was a good podcast this week, episode 111. God, it's crazy to think how this thing's still going. <laughs> it's nuts. Considering I started in my like old bedroom by myself, staring at the wall, crushing like Pink Whitney and like Last Mountain when I had at the time when I first got on with them. Yeah, because you were scared. I was just nervous. Like I didn't know. Like I remember one time I was with the Green Dillette. I was like, hey, I heard you're an avid golfer yeah it was an awkward pause i was like oh my god yeah, he's like i covered the masters last week <laughs> he's like yeah I, I play on the pga i'm like oh yeah yeah. i'm gonna say i have a fisherman like and now i just i'm just me you know just show up and do it like whatever i stutter is what it is yeah. fuck up shit happens it's crazy though 111 on route to 200 there it is and not not in weight silver stick <laughs> silver stick silver stick okay uh turner we will uh we'll stay in touch obviously if i don't see you before then which i will yep fly safe travel safe and we'll get you back on the zoom when uh our next guest comes on and maybe you find some european uh golfers or hockey players come in the pod i thought you were gonna say girls for a second (laughs) (laughs) sure yeah whatever whatever athletes are are good too though athletes are great (laughs) um yeah okay this is going to wrap it up. Episode 111, Dan O'Toole. Uh, we hope everyone enjoyed it. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. See ya.
说给你